in New Orleans, you've got to do everything that you can. You got to switch up. You got to you got to find a way. I mean, th- this defense is playing too good. You got too many weapons on offense to squander this opportunity with Derek Carr and a performing like that. I'm not saying Jameis Winston is, is the answer. I'm not saying he's the, the greatest quarterback Dude, in the game, obviously, but they got to do something and give him a shot. And I don't know. I mean, Jameis they're, they're, had they're a gonna fucking year. blow they, their chances. They gave they gave him a fucking shot against the shitty ass Green Bay Packers. And he couldn't survive a 17 0 lead. All about the balls podcast with Mark Davis, Chris Kamihart, Luke Rule, and Nick the Doc Skirkowitz. Hello and welcome to All About the Balls podcast. I'm Mark Davis in the sack house. Join alongside my three great co-hosts, Kriska Meinhardt, Luke Rule, and the always energized Nick the Doc Skirkwince. About to break down week six, give some score predictions, see how we're standing to. Chris, I start with you. Week six for the, the Saints, you're playing at the Texans, rookie C.J. Stroud. How are you feeling going into this week? Feeling pretty confident. Um, I looked at, realized today when I was at the gym that, holy shit, the Saints are playing in Houston. And then I uh, went to look at tickets and noticed that they were like 160 for nosebleeds. And I was like, you know, I'd rather just stay at home and watch it on the TV. It's hot time to be a uh, Texans fan. You know, they're they're pretty decent this year for what we expected them to be. So that's yeah, exactly why. Anyways. But Luke, how are you feeling? I know you're going to have to wake up a little early. I've, I've been there already with this London game. It's the third one in a row, third week in a row. The Ravens going into London as the away team. Already there, apparently, as you guys play the Titans. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I saw this game on the schedule early on. I I knew I was moving to Nashville. Saw it as a home game for the Titans, and what, about a month later, they announced it was going to going to London. I'm like, well, fuck. They're my one opportunity to go see the Ravens play, and they moved the game to London. So, uh, yeah, but, I mean, Ravens are there. Uh, they're not going to make the same mistake they did last time. So, uh, Tennessee Titans are – so they're going to wait until Friday to move out to yep. London, and the Ravens are already there. So, we'll see. Uh what what works better? I guess the uh, NFL hasn't really decided like what is the better option. Either go early or go late. So Ravens went late last time and they went to London and uh, got blown the fuck out. So try to, try something different this time. Do it Honestly, the I feel do. like get two losing. Weeks. I feel like losing forty four to seven would be better than what happened last week. <laughs> Uh, all right yeah but that's doc doc how are you feeling doc how are you feeling as you guys gonna host the chicago bears are gonna host the minnesota vikings no just justin jefferson by the way he's out for a minimum of four games so how are you feeling going into this week oh yeah you know like a bears fan um just ready to get punched in the stomach this weekend um ready to see baltimore fumble the bag again i I watched a video earlier it was pretty good it said uh Said the, the Ravens couldn't catch COVID in 2020 right now if they tried. So, you know, just excited to see uh, what Baltimore can can fuck up this week. Doc, like you're Doc talking a, a Titans you're, fan. Yeah, Doc, you're talking a lot of shit, but Lamar Jackson was the number one PFF quarterback this week, okay? Yeah, he highest was. graded. Yeah, highest hey, graded. Fucking, they were just great for, for what did they score, 10 points? on there. <laughs> but was, yeah, boys. Thought, wait, are you saying are you saying he was the Bears best player so on the Steelers, the highest win. PFF on the Steelers team uh, last no, week? Is that what you're best, saying? Best quarterback best QB in the league of the 29 that suited up because uh, Menchie played. So just last well, week, 
This is just last yeah. week, week five. Just last week, yeah. just week five. They, they, do it every, they do it every week. PFF puts one out. Also, George Kittle was not the best tight end either. Yeah, the guy from the Steelers who had three catches for 23 yards was the number one rated tight end from PFF. But Kittle had three catches for three touchdowns. Sounds like there's a lot of flaws in this rating system. Yeah, we need to probably talk to him and see if we can get a job there, boys. I agree. I agree. But Atlanta, boys, coming off our win, we're playing host to the Washington Commanders, a team that Doc just saw last week. His Bears showed us the blueprint, hopefully, of how to expose that defense and uh, play some defense against them. So hopefully the Falcons play good. But I guess we're just ready to jump into it. Um, you guys want to do injuries or you guys want to just dive into the games? Let's dive into games. We can talk injuries. Uh... Okay. With the game, yeah. Well, last week I went ten and four straight up. I went nine and four, I went nine four and one against the spread. So for the year, I'm I'm fifteen twenty eight straight up, forty three thirty three and two against the spread. Luke came back to the pack just a little bit. He went eight and six against the, or straight up against the spread. He struggled six seven and one. So now he's fifty five and twenty three on the year for straight up forty nine twenty eight and one against the spread. Chris. You went six and eight last week. Fuck straight yeah, up. boys! You went seven, six, and one against the spread. So you are forty-one and thirty-seven, still by five hundred. Still uh, straight up, but <laughs> you are there. you are ten games under five hundred straight up or a spread. <laughs> you are thirty-three, forty-three, and two now. I'm sorry, two now. Well, yeah, good two. thing I just bet on money lines. Yeah. So, um, and then Doc had a record of seven and seven last week. And straight up and against the spread, he had a bad week. Four, nine, and one. Let's go. So now straight up, Doc is 47 and 31 and against the spread. 38, 38, and two. He's batting 500 against the spread. Hell so this yeah, week, my, myself, Luke, Doc, Chris, that's the order. Luke's first time. He's trying to throw that one to the corner of the end zone, huh? Yeah, he had, they, they had it. to throw that. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. Joey Porter. got you. It would have got you five wins, Doc. <laughs> you said you said a lot more losses than just the Ravens spread. So Man, that's tough. Yeah, it is tough. But he's number one rated quarterback. He might be number one against yeah. this week against the Titans too. Uh, yeah, you know but, until he fucking fakes an injury again to wild shit happens. To sit wild out shit happens to get paid. Wild shit does happen, and that's Deshaun Watson, Doc. Yeah. No, I'm convinced Lamar did that. <laughs> Quit on his team last year. Sean Watson got paid and is quitting on his team this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's because he can't look for outside massages, you know? It's only... Can't fix his his shoulder. Yeah, only team. Only team can work on it. They can't massage that out of him. I don't don't think Deshaun wants to play a good defense. That's his thing. Scared to get hit. They played the Steelers, didn't they? Yeah, the Steelers defense, besides last week, has not been that good, honestly. They yeah. were in the bottom of the league in well, points. They don't and... want to play the Ravens defense, doesn't play 49ers defense. Well, we'll see. We don't know what he's going to do yet. But, hey, let's start off week four. I'm sorry, week six. Thursday night football on Amazon Prime. Another fucking banger, boys. The Fuck Denver yeah. Broncos coming off a horrible start to the season, especially the last three weeks against the Dolphins, the Bears, and the Commanders are going to be traveling to Arrowhead to face rivals. I won't even say it's a rivalry anymore because the Chiefs own them, especially Mahomes. The 10.5-point favorite Chiefs, I do think, boys, that the Chiefs are easily going to win this game. I think maybe the first half, they keep it a little close because it seems like the Broncos' offense in the first half for most of the year has been pretty solid. I think Russ is doing better than he was last year 
under Nathaniel Hackett and the offense they had there. But I think, like I said, the Bears, the Commanders, I'm not no shot at them, but their offense has put up fucking big points against them. And the Dolphins, the Dolphins, we we understand they're the high scoring team in football, so understandable there. I think the Chiefs are going to get that same kind of uh, blueprint rolling right there. They're going to win 31-17. I expect Mahomes to have a little better of a game than he's had for most of the part of the season. I expect the Chiefs to run away at the end of the third quarter and in the fourth. Give me the Chiefs by two touchdowns. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think the game is going to be just a little bit closer than that. Um, I think that uh, they're going to dice up Denver and, and look like Swiss cheese out there. Give me Chiefs 135, Broncos negative 10. Jesus Christ. Hell yeah. How do you get negative points? You just – you fucking – you're Russell Wilson. You find a way in Denver. Hell At yeah. At this point, I mean – my God. Take the cake here, Luke, though. Jesus yeah. Christ, dog. All right. So I am also uh, going to go with the Chiefs. I think it's going to be a little bit closer than Mark's thinking. I'm going to go 31-24 with this one. I think uh, we don't know how bad Kelsey's injury is. Uh, I think he might he's going to play, but I think he might be on a little bit of a pitch count. They might play him early. If they get up, they might pull him from the game. Their backup tight end does pretty well catching the ball, too. He can do Kelsey-like things. Not the same as Kelsey, but he can catch the ball pretty well. So I think uh, Kelsey's going to probably be on a pitch count this week a little bit. Denver's going to throw everything they have at him, just try to get another win because it's starting to get embarrassing for the Broncos. So I think it's going to be uh, 31-24. Honestly, I think you can you can put that Pee Wee team from that movie, The Little Giants, you know what I'm talking about? And I think they might do a better job than the Denver Broncos against this Chiefs team. I think, uh, I think the Broncos are fucked. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is this is the second game that the Chiefs are favored by double digits. Um, they were favored double digits week three against the famous Bears. Mm. They covered that game. And they covered but the, the Broncos, shit out of it. Yeah, I mean, the Broncos are fucking – the defense is terrible. Like Mark said last last night, the, the offense is clicking, but the defense is just very bad. They're ranked last in the league in scoring defense with 36.2. And even if you take away that 70-point game from Miami, they're still towards the bottom at 27.8. So, I mean, they're, the they're – Yeah, their defense, and, atrocious. And, Doc, why about you make your score? Just a little heads up for you. The Broncos also are dead last in yards at 450.6 yards a game they've given up. Dead last one they've given but, up? Yeah, that they've given 450-plus yards average per game. Yeah, that's why I got the Chiefs at 135. Oh. Yeah. No, what you score though? What if you take the Miami game out? So that game might be like a little bit of an yeah for the yards given. Yeah, up but, but what would you, okay? But would you guys a little bit of an anomaly game? I mean, it's all. I feel. I feel like at the end of the day, it's the scoring. This fucking team is an anomaly for oh, what yeah. shouldn't be in the NFL. This is an anomaly team for the AFL or the CFL, XFL. Pretty bad. Anything. But but the offense is doing decent. The no, the offense did decent against a, against a defense that is almost worse than Denver, and that would be the Chicago Bears. Well, they did good against the Commanders as well. They did they did somewhat decent uh, against the Jets last week at moments. But, yeah, they did good against the Commanders. Commanders have, we said, the best front line. One of the yeah, best both those teams football. have been fucking rock solid this year. Well, Doc, what's your real score, though? Um, real score, uh, just for respect out of the Chiefs, because they're, a, I think they can be, a, well, now let's go, uh, let's go 63-14. Uh, 
I think that score is going to be hard to obtain. I mean, I unlike Luke, I don't think Travis Kelsey is going to play this game. I think Andy Reid knows that this game is going to be a lock. There's no reason to play Kelsey. Like you said, their second string tight ends pretty pretty good as well. It's going to be a big test for Mahomes with his wide receivers. I mean, right now, Rasheed Rice leads all wide receivers with drops at 16.7%. And at number two, another Chiefs wide receiver, Kadarius Toney, with 15.8%. So, I mean, two of their wide receivers right now leading in drops. So, it's going to be, it's going to be a tough game. I don't think they're going to have Travis Kelsey. But I also think it could be a trap game for this spread. I think... Denver could cover the spread, but I'm not picking it. I'm going Chiefs 34, Broncos 17. Y'all got me ready to buy a fucking Broncos jersey. All right, I'm going to change it up for the last time. This is my my no shit final <laughs> score. Chiefs Jeez. 4 to 10. So you go down on the Broncos, down on the Chiefs. Got it. Low, low scoring game. So we're all on the Chiefs. Not expected there. Anything any crazy there. But let's move on to the London game. We already kind of you know previewed a little bit, but the Baltimore Ravens coming off that atrocious loss where they lost the Pittsburgh Steelers blew that game choked that game away on both sides of the ball try oh, not traveling traveling to London to face the designated home team the Tennessee Titans coming off that loss to the Indianapolis Colts so something's got to give here the Titans are two and three Ravens are three and two I do think that the Ravens cover the spread I think it's going to be a low lower scoring game these two teams have a history Luke can contest that when he talks about it in a minute these teams play each other tough they're physical with each other they don't like each other I respect Mike Rabel as a coach to keep it close with John John Harbaugh. I think that they still kind of get to the Ravens. They show flashes on offense. I think Lamar has a bounce-back game. The receivers might have a little bit of a bounce-back game. expect Andrews and Zay Flowers to get more involved. The defense should get should be a little better because we don't know which Tannehill we're going to get. don't think Tannehill's a good quarterback. The question, though, is can Derrick Henry start get going? He's only had really one good game this season. And that's the recipe for the, the Titans run the ball, set the play action. Hopkins had a breakout game, but – I don't think it's enough. I think the Ravens win 23-17, a little low scoring, a little more of a defensive game. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think it's definitely going to be closer. I, I agree. I, I see a bounce back game from Lamar Jackson. I think he's going to – he's probably going to be good for bouncing two fumbles. <laughs> I think uh, eight drops uh, by the Ravens wide receivers, and I think uh, Derrick Henry has more passing touchdowns than Lamar. Yeah. I mean, Derek Henry does have a pass touchdown this this year. He's yep. pretty uh, famous for those little halfback jump passes. Yeah, the Bengals defense knows about that one. Yep. Oh, yeah. Bengals felt that one hard. I'm going to go. Yeah. I think despite that, I'm going to take uh, maybe Ravens defense finally wakes up. Um, take Ravens 24-20. Yeah, I, I think it's be a pretty close game between the Ravens and Titans. Uh, I mean, all right, we've gone back and forth. I think we flip-flop games the last uh, few seasons we've played each other, especially the the playoff win that the Titans had against us where they wanted to like dance on our logo before the game. Then the next year we came back and we uh, picked off Tannehill at the end and we danced on their logo. So a little testy between these two teams. Uh, so it should be a pretty pretty physical game. I think fairly low scoring. I'm going to go 24-20 Ravens in London. They get the early edge by going to London early. We'll see. We'll see if it works out. I mean, the Ravens are playing their fourth road game in five weeks, so I mean, they're the boys are tired being on the road, and it's not not any easier having to travel to London, which is rough. Both the teams zero and one in London all time. 
So both teams don't know how it is to win in London. Right now, I Titans are undefeated at home, two and zero. And I know this is their their home road game. <laughs> this is the but... farthest home game. They have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I don't think the undefeated home games continue. I think it's going to be a close game. I think Ravens twenty four twenty. I think it's going to be an ugly game. Nice, but. Did you three share notes with the scores? Because you all have 24-20 Ravens. Well, maybe you should have read this chat, Mark, because we all – No, no, I'm just saying, hey, it's it's okay. I'm just – if you guys are the same mindset, it's it's a four-point spread. So if if you don't get those four points on the dot, it's an automatic loss no matter who wins. Oh, yeah, no matter who wins. So just throwing that out there. Did did the spread change to four? Because it opened at 3.5. It's four at the moment we are doing these picks right now. I mean, as of right favorite. on ESPN, no problem. Uh, just, just hey, I mean, I've I've done the same spread for games, so I mean, it's not like a huge thing. I'm just saying, pretty funny. All three you guys are on the same same idea of the same score, but moving on, yeah. it's all good. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mad. Just just throwing it out there. It's a fun fact. But um, moving on to the early Sunday games, not the early early Sunday game, but back to the one p.m. games Eastern Time Zone. The Washington Commanders coming off that brutal 40 to 20 loss, two and three now on the season, traveling to the home cooking Atlanta Falcons. Seems it's the only place we can win with Desmond as our quarterback. We are two and a half point favorites. And I know it's only week six, but this is a big game for Atlanta because of Tampa Bay playing the Lions, which we'll break down in a little bit. If the Lions can pull off that win, which would be a tough game, and the Falcons win, and even the Saints, too, we'll talk about them. They are technically half a game over the Bucks just because of the extra game we played. So just getting that little advantage now, you got to start thinking about you know, wins matter. I mean, really starting to get to that season where you're getting halfway point. So you want to start winning now. And I think that's the, the key. Desmond Ritter, I believe, is 31 at home in the collegiate and professional level. He looked good last week when the O-line protected him. And I think he's going to use the same recipe. Hopefully the Bears did. Protect Desmond Ritter. Give him a clean pocket. Let Drake London, Kyle Pitts, um, let fucking Matt Collins. We just got Van Jefferson from the Rams for swapping of late picks, so I'm not sure he's going to play. Get the running game involved. Our defense is top 10 in points per game and total yards per game, so our defense is pretty solid right now, and I think that Sam Howell is going to struggle a little bit. I think they might score some points, obviously, but I do have the Falcons covering the spread, potential game-winning field goal. I have Falcons 24-21 home cooking. Yeah, I think uh, aside from taking Philly to OT – uh, this Washington team has looked pretty, pretty fucking weak all season. Uh, barely edge went out over Arizona. Barely edge went out over Denver late. Um, shit on by Buffalo. Shit on by the Bears. Um, and then I think that their only highlight is losing an OT to the Eagles. Uh, but I think Desmond Ritter playing at home. We've seen what he can do. Uh, that that Atlanta defense honestly has been looking pretty solid all year long. Uh, less than 200 yards allowed. Uh, passing defense per game. That's pretty good for Atlanta. I mean, they've, they've had such a such a difficult schedule, so um, they definitely earned that stat. Um, but I'm going to take Falcons 23-20. Falcons 23-20. Yeah, I, I think this game is going to be a little bit lower scoring. I think it's going to be a defensive game overall. Uh, Washington has a pretty good defense. This is probably going to be one of the better defenses that Ritter has played so far this season. Uh, the pass rush is going to be there, so the O line is going to struggle a little more trying to block for him, as he did, unlike last week. Uh, but I, I don't know if the Washington offense will be good enough 
to go against the Falcon defense. So I'm going to go Atlanta 20, uh, Washington 17. Chris, please pick the Commanders. I don't, I don't want all of us picking the Falcons. I hate seeing. Everyone I mean, right now the the Falcons. I'll flip, I'll flip mine. <laughs> the Falcons. The Falcons are three and zero at home right now. I mean, Desmond Ritter, like you said, Mark, he can't lose at home. Commanders thirty first in the league right now in scoring defense. The def that they have a deadly defensive line, but that secondary is just fucking atrocious. I don't know what what needs to happen back there, but. They can't hold teams passing. It, and then Desmond Ritter coming off a fantastic game passing. That's only going to improve his confidence. And the big thing I got out of last week is they finally got Kyle Pitts involved. I mean, led the team in targets with 11. So getting him involved is huge. I mean, it was questionable there if if Kyle Pitts was a bust. I mean, it, it didn't look too good. But Sam Howe, league high right now in 29 sacks. I think Falcons defense is going to feast on that. I I think Atlanta's proven that they can grind out some close victories, and I think that's exactly what it's going to be. I have Falcons 26-24, and I have a bold take that this is Riverboat Ron's last game as a head coach, and Eric Benemy is going to take over head coach next week. Mm. And Chris, you mentioned that Kyle Pitts thing. I was listening to the broadcast when I was watching the game, and they said that Kyle Pitts the first few weeks looked like he was favoring that leg still didn't look like he was fully comfortable they finally used the two tight end system. They got they kept Johnny Smith involved like they've been all here. Like I said, Kyle Pitts got involved. That's big when all all your weapons, essentially all, all the top four we have on the receiving end can get involved. So but big if that's a big that's a big bold prediction. If Benemy takes over, uh that would be the, the start he could use for an audition tape, essentially. Yep. Come on over to New Orleans. Moving on to a game that whew, New Orleans, that that'd be an interesting take there. But moving on to a game that I think could potentially be a sleeper game of the week. The Seattle Seahawks coming off a bye week, sitting at 3-1 and one on the season, traveling to the jungle. The Cincinnati Bengals coming off that nice little win against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Joe, Joe Burrow looked a lot better. He looked a little more comfortable. Jamar Chase had the game of his life, you know, fucking 200-plus yards, uh, three TDs. They are three-point favorites. Uh, hosting the Seahawks, but Pete Carroll and the boys that they travel well to the East Coast time zone when they have to play one o'clock games. Surprisingly enough, a lot of the West Coast teams don't do that. They seem a little sluggish, just like London games where your body's not used to it. And I'm going to go with the Seahawks here. They're coming off a bye week, fresh. I think Geno Smith, DK Metcalf, Lockett. I think Kenneth Walker, and I think the defense is playing a lot better, especially with the confidence they had against the Giants. I know it's not the Giants are playing, but I do expect the Seattle front to take apart this open offensive line and continue to hit Burrow and, and put him in that pressure where he has to make a decision, see if he looks a little uncomfortable like he did the weeks before Arizona. So I'm going to go Seattle here. I think that, that Geno Smith and them are going to pull off the road upset. I got the Seahawks 27 to 23 in the jungle. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go the opposite way here. I think uh, this is going to be a battle of two of the worst defenses in the NFL. Um, Cincinnati's gotten shredded. Uh, Seattle, I, I don't know. I don't even think that they're fielding 11 guys on defense. I think they're just fielding the front four, and they're just hoping that that's like good Notre enough. Dame. Yeah, I think that they're just hoping that that front four is going to put enough pressure to stop, and, and it's not been working for them. I mean, they're giving up over 300 yards passing defense per, per game. So uh, I think Joe Burrow heating up, looking more natural in there. Um, still not 
still not 100%, but, you know, they've already said he won't be for probably weeks to come. Uh, I think with him uh, hitting up with, with Jamar Chase last week is, is signs of things to come. I mean, it, this was never a team we're worried about offensively. So the fact that their offense is what is trailing. I mean, we know we know they can perform. We know they got weapons. So, you know, it's only a matter of time until they start uh, connecting and, and doing what they do. So I think that uh, Cincinnati keeps keeps their breakout going and coming back. I'm getting ready to take this division over from Baltimore because I don't think Lamar Jackson can handle the pressure of uh, being an elite quarterback. Um, so give me, I think, in a shootout. I think it's going to be an offensive shootout, but give me Cincinnati uh, 33-27. Yeah, I, I'm going to side with Mark on this one. I I think Seattle's offense is uh, still better all around than the Cincinnati offense. Cincinnati has one weapon really on offense since Jamar Chase. If you lock down Jamar Chase, Burrow can't throw it anybody else. He had what Burrow had like 300 passing yards and 200, 200 plus or to Jamar Chase and three touchdowns every touchdown with Jamar Chase. You lock down Jamar Chase, uh, you lock down their offense. Uh, Mixon, they haven't found, found out how to get Mixon going. Some weeks, like I, I don't think they just don't call his number enough. Like they try to pass the ball 40 plus times a game, which is probably not good for Burrow. They like, gotta pick it easy on him. Is as Calf is still not quite ready. Uh, I think Seattle. So I mean, the Cincinnati defense is gonna have a hard time with all the offensive wide receivers that uh, Seattle has. The run game is a little bit better, and I like Seattle on the road at uh, Cincinnati. So I'm gonna go Seattle 34 20 27. Yeah, I mean, Cincinnati back got back on track. They found out the simple formula that they have to feed Jamar Chase. I mean, he got 19 targets last week. Right now, Cincinnati's 2-0 and when Chase gets 15 or more targets. I mean, I know you say that they have to lock Chase up, but, like, that is the only wide receiver, and they still can't lock him up. Like, you don't think these defenses know that, like, they have to lock this man up? He's just – Apparently not. <laughs> and they I don't still, think – They still put this dude in single coverage. It's not it's not going to stop at Seattle either. Seattle right now is allowing 280 passing yards per game. Their secondary is not that solid. They do have a tough run game, 87.6 yards a game. So, I mean, it's going to be hard to get Mixon involved. I don't think this is a layup for Cincinnati at all. But Cincinnati 14-6 and six straight up at home the past 20 games. I'm adding 15-6. to six. Bengals 28, Seahawks 23. I got. I don't think I got that, Seattle giving up over 300 yards a game, passing defense. For the year. For the That's year. what it says. 305.3. I mean, they they the could Navy. be easily. Yeah, but I I do think that you guys are still kind of like low key disrespecting Tyler Boyd and T Higgins. I don't think that. Yeah, I get it, like their yards and like their stats aren't as high this year, but I think a lot of that's on Joe Burrow. I think the whole him being hurt at the beginning of the year. He says he's fine now, but I think a lot of that had to do with T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd not getting the opportunities. But, yeah, the Seattle Seahawks are not giving up 300 yards per game passing. They're giving up 280. They're 30th yeah. in the league, though. They're third, like third last, essentially. Third from I last think, where are you getting I, the numbers from? I'm on ESPN's team's team yeah, stats you, right here. You got ESPN's team stats. I'm, on, I'm on the ESPN app, and, and it says right here, Cincinnati or uh, Seattle giving up 392.8 per game, 305.3 passing, 87.5 rushing. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's fucking. I mean, when I looked this morning, 
Where the fuck is it? That might be like the last couple games, but I'm literally on the overall stats. I know it's not for, really clear, but I mean, that looks like 300 that's, right there. That's total yards, isn't it? Total yards, 392.8. Passing, 305.3. Rushing, 87.5. On the ESPN app. Yeah, I'm on the ESPN app too, but it doesn't matter. They're giving up a lot of yards. Uh, it's going to be a shootout is what you guys are saying. So, moving on to the Minshew Bowl game here as Garden Minshew and the Indianapolis Colts. Yes, Anthony Richardson is out at least probably four to six weeks is the timeline is what people are projecting as he's got that AC or that shoulder sprain. They are traveling to Jacksonville to Duval County, who they've already lost to week one. Um, in Indianapolis, but this time the Jaguars coming off that two-game winning streak off London. Four-point favorites. The Indianapolis Colts have not beat the Jaguars in Jacksonville since 2014, so a big streak here for the Jaguars, and they keep it up. I think that the Jaguars have the Colts' money, um, or I think they have their number, I'm sorry, in Jacksonville. I think Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley is going to continue to heat up. I think ETN is going to stay hot. He's falling out right now. I think the defense is just getting a little better. Each week, I, I know it's going to be a lot of emotions running through the, the Colts because of Garden Minshew. They want to get him that win against his former team in Jacksonville in front of the, the, the Jaguar fans. But, yeah, it's going to be a close game, but that's all it's going to be. It's not going to be a Colts win. I got the Jaguars 31-24. Keep, go, keep going, Jaguars. They're hunting for Garden Minshew this week. Yeah, I think uh, Richardson being out this week is going to be a huge blow to this team. Um Jacksonville is, I mean, you know how I felt about Jacksonville all season. They just continued to to disappoint. So um, I think Calvin Ridley is, is finding his groove in Jacksonville. I think Zay Jones is gonna is, is starting to get his consistency going. I think uh, if you're a fantasy owner and you've gotten a trade recently for Zay Jones, you should definitely be accepting that trade. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I don't think it's going to be that close. Give me Jacksonville – 26, Colts 15. Yeah, I think this game's going to be a little bit closer than that. Uh, Gardner Mitchell's going to try to go ball out. I mean, he has played pretty well when he has played. I mean, both games he's played in, he's won. So, But I still think Jacksonville's offense is going to be too powerful for the Indianapolis defense. I'm going Jacksonville 27-21. Yeah, I just want to get disappointed again this week. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i going to have to disagree with Doc here. I think the Colts have looked a lot better offensively when Minshew is their quarterback. I mean, the offense just looks like they're better, and that's just AR being a rookie, design runs, and Minshew being that pocket passer. The Colts are playing their fourth division game in six weeks. So, I mean, they've had a rough start stretch right there. They do get Jonathan Taylor back, which I expect him to get some snaps in. So, I mean, the run support's there. Jacksonville finally returns home, like put a little asterisk because I think their home is London. So, I mean, but the Jaguars pulled away from the Colts um, second half week one. I think it's going to be a little bit tighter in the fourth quarter. I have Jags 28, Colts 26. Once uh, literally a two-point game. That Yeah, that's a close game. Uh Moving on to a trap game. I'm not saying it's it's a trap game. They're going to lose, keep, fucking bet this team. But big game next week for the Dolphins as they as they go to Philly, I believe, Sunday Night Football. So they are hosting the Carolina Panthers. The Dolphins are 13.5-point favorites. Panthers coming off a blowout. 
Dolphins coming off a blowout win. So I do think the Dolphins win easy. I'm going to keep it uh, short and sweet. Dolphins win 38-20, but don't fucking overlook this team getting ready for Philly. Just play the team in front of you. I got the Dolphins by 18. Yeah, I think that's where a lot of the cockiness can come in and really screw them up in this game is, like you said, looking looking too far forward. You got to stay in the present, focus on what's what's at the task at hand. Um, but yeah, really not a whole lot to say here. Uh, Bryce Young has just been absolutely terrible all year long. I mean, he doesn't really have weapons down there in Carolina, so I guess you can't blame him too bad as a rookie quarterback. But um, th- this is... This should be a, a Thursday night game. Get this one out of the way early. Dolphins 33, Panthers 17. Yeah, I think it should be a little bit higher scoring. I'm going to go 42-10 Miami. Uh, Carolina doesn't doesn't have any offense really to do anything. I think Miami's defense is going to be good enough to stop Bryce Young. Uh, I'm actually going to start Miami's defense this week again. So they did good for me last week. I think they do good against another shitty offense. So let's go Miami. Yeah, I mean, the Dolphins have the most exciting offense right now in the league. Mike McDaniels over there being fucking hilarious, like always. I love him. I know y'all hate him, but I think he's just so I, fucking I love, funny. Dude, his presser talking about hey, Chase Claypool, like the guy needs to the, – the coaches need to be drug tested. I think <laughs> so hey, funny. McDaniels, he, I think, is funny he, he's in the headset. He's growing on me. See, I like him on the headset, but I don't like him in the press conference. In the headset, when he's like telling Tua, go Georgia – that shit is like natural and it's funny, but when he does the, the slow fucking naps, like the bullshit dragged out answers, that is the part I don't like in the fucking press conferences. No, I I have to disagree. I think that's the funniest part is when he just like slow talks, acts stupid, like the whole presser with like uh, Eli Apple when he, people were like, "What do you think about Apple?" I I don't know. I think he's funny, but regardless, that was stupid. Uh, the Apple one's stupid. I I think the Chase Claypool press. Well, I mean, it's, might be the one it's stupid, right but it's it's just so, so funny. Stupid. It's just so funny though. But he, I think, he's going I mean, on me though. Yeah, like I said, probably one of the top offensives in the league. Carolina future with Bryce Young. I think he's going to be great. They just don't have the weapons right now, and the Panthers are zero and five right now against the spread. So. I'm taking the spread of 14, and I have Dolphins 38, Panthers 17. And Adam Thielen is the only weapon right now that's playing good for Bryce Young, and it needs to be more than just Adam Thielen too. That's the problem DJ, with Carolina. DJ Chark's been – these past two games, DJ stepped up. Thielen's been balling all year. It's just because he's in Carolina, no one's talking about it. That's the issue. But Well, we'll take away his do. garbage time touchdowns and he's well, not I mean, been falling but his first he's he's top 11 and uh receiving yards he's up there in catches i know it's fantasy but fantasy he's he's like top 12 top 13 receiver in the league so garbage time a good touchdowns. well not all of them but moving on to the justin jefferson less minnesota vikings so if you have them put them on your IR spot i know luke's gonna have to do that this week they are Trading still a jones for Zay Jones, he, they are still two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road as they go to Soldier Field to face literally the red-hot offense of the Chicago Bears who are coming off that 40-20 win. I know they lost to the Broncos, second-half struggles, but still they played a lot better. Fields looked a lot better. I, I do think even if Jefferson was playing, I think I was going to pick the Bears. I, I did say they were going to split the the, ser- the season series you know, on the road that the team was going to lose. So I'm going to go the Bears. I think the Vikings are going to – 
miss Justin Jefferson definitely in this game. I think the Bears, it'll still be a, a close game. But I think that right now Fields is hot. They might not drop 40 points, but I think he's going to look a lot better. I think DJ Moore is going to stay involved. I know there's no Herbert, so start Roshan Johnson. Get Dante Foreman involved too. They're there. Cole Komet. They have some weapons now. I think the Vikings defense is still a little sloppy. I expect the Bears to win here 27-24. Protect the home field advantage there. I'm going the Bears. Yeah, I'm I'm agreeing with that. I think uh... – the, the lack of run offense from Minnesota this year is going to play a part, especially without Justin Jefferson. They're not really doing a good job of spreading the ball. You know the pass is coming. Uh, that's where the biggest question mark or the biggest problem has been for the Bears this year is that pass defense. But I think without Justin Jefferson, they're going to do a little bit better job of locking that down this week. Give me Bears 30, Vikings 27. Yeah, I think the Justin Jefferson – kind of swayed my decision. Uh, I was originally to go Vikings on this game just because how good Jefferson Jefferson is for that offense. But with, without him, I don't think Kirk Cousins will be able to get it done. I mean, Addison's good, but other than that, Hawkinson's okay. Uh, Hawkinson's but I'm going to go. Great. All right. He's not having a good year this year. Yeah. This year. He had a great week. And the, 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 the running game's not there for Minnesota, and the, the defense is fucking terrible for Minnesota. So I'm going to go. Bears, 24-21. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Vikings' one-score luck has definitely reversed. They're, what, like 0-4 right now for one-score games, where last year they were 11-0. So I think the time is up there. Kirk Cousins, I feel I feel bad for him. I mean, he's acting like a top-10 quarterback right now, but the defense is just giving up way too many points. Kirk has led um, the – Vikings to victories in the last three starts at Soldier Field, but I think it's going to come to an end this week. Justin Fields, he's a hot quarterback right now, and I think the confidence is going to continue. I have Bears 30, Vikings 25, another one-score loss for the poor Vikings. Vikings are 1-4 in in one-score games. They beat the Panthers by eight points uh, earlier this year, but I do think the next four games, looking at it, you have the Bears, the Vikings, I'm sorry, the Bears, the 49ers on Monday Night Football, the Packers and the Falcons, if you can't win two or three of those games, I do think it's time to trade Kirk Cousins to a team that maybe like the Falcons, not saying it's because I'm a Falcons fan, but a team that maybe needs that quarterback to make that push. A team so that's maybe. The issue, though, with that is that Kirk has a no trade clause in his contract. So, and he has Wave openly it. said he wants to, no, he's openly said he wants to end his career in Minnesota. So the Vikings are in a very tough position with Kirk Cousins. Well, then he and better, Justin Jefferson came out and said that he's he's waiting on his contract talks to see where Kirk Cousins goes. So Cousins leaves, they know they're losing Jefferson. Well, well, the issue they, the issue with that they don't sign him, and then he's going to retire. Then because he, ain't, I don't think he comes back after this year. I just don't. What the issue with the Justin Jefferson injury is that if they keep losing games, he's not going to come. He's not going to rush to come back from an injury because there's nothing to play for. Especially what you said, Doc is. The problem right now with his contract, they didn't give him the contract he wanted. So, I mean, this is an easy sit out the rest of the season. This is, yeah, it's an easy Lamar Jackson, classic Lamar move right here. Well, the Vikings go get Caleb Williams and they, they move on from from uh, Kirk Cousins and then you have Caleb Williams with Justin Jefferson, a rookie quarterback contract. Justin Jefferson, I don't think Justin Jefferson's Edison. coming back without Cousins. He's openly said he's waiting to see where Cousins goes. He, Even if Cousins retires, I don't think Jefferson's coming back. They tag him, <laughs> except they tag him. No, They're not letting well, Jefferson walk Edison out. Edison was Caleb Williams' 
uh, wide receiver in college too. So that that could be an interesting matchup if they do. If they yeah, if they if they don't if they get that first pick somehow and Carolina wins a couple games and that screws the Bears over, they get Caleb Williams at number one. I don't think Justin Jefferson leaves. You have a young stud quarterback yeah. coming there with Jordan Addison, who's young. You're young as well. You're set up for the set up for the future right there with you just you three. Hawkins you just draft, still. draft a running back and you're good to go. I think I think with how Fields is playing right now and if he continues to play well, the Bears are out of Caleb Williams anyways. And they might trade that pick a to a quarterback. And they trade a team they trade that pick to a team that which we'll talk about that down the road. But yeah. that's some food of thought right there for the Vikings. But moving on to the San Francisco 49ers host I'm sorry, traveling to the Cleveland Browns, the 49ers coming off that huge win, 42-10 to the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Cleveland Browns coming off a bye week, suffering that tough loss where they didn't have Deshaun Watson. Like like we said earlier, we don't know if Deshaun's going to play. I'm banking on him playing. That's why I have the score a little closer. I think that Deshaun is capable enough to score 17 points where I have him, but also milk the clock a little bit, keep the Niners off the field. The Browns do play good defense when they're on the defensive end the whole fucking game. I think Miles Garrett might confuse Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy might throw his first interception this game. Uh, the D, Like I said, the defense for the Browns are pretty good, minus that one Ravens game. So I have the 49ers 24-17. First game, they don't score 30-plus points. Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to make my, my bold prediction here. I think I'm going to take uh, the upset alert. Uh, if Deshaun Watson plays, that is. This is contingent on Deshaun Watson playing. Uh, which asterisk is why it's right tough here. to, huh? <laughs> asterisk, little asterisk. Yeah, but that's why it's tough to make these calls uh, this early in the week. But I mean, dude, the, the Cleveland defense has been just absolutely lights out, giving up 71 yards a game rushing, 148 passing. I think uh, this is going to be a real test for Brock. We've seen a lot of great things out of him this week. I know we talked about it yesterday and him being you know, a great future quarterback in the NFL. But I think that this is going to be his first true test. Um, I think last week we saw the Cowboys for what they really are um, with that defense being out there as long as they were. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what Brock Purdy can do against his star-studded defense. Uh, CMC, it hurts to say this, I think he's going to get locked down a little bit, especially, and it's funny, two of the best rushing offenses going up against two of the best rushing defense in the league. So it's going to be a lot of fun to watch this game this week, but uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say, fuck it. We're going to roll the dice and I'm going to take uh, Cleveland Browns 24, 23 game winning field goal. I don't think though, doc, that the Browns are a good rushing offense anymore without Nick Chubb. I think they've lost that obviously lost that energy that that fucking fire they had there they've been downhill since but great defense though ford is trying he's trying he's trying i'm not saying i'm not i mean i'm not shit on the kid but it, they they've not looked like the Cleveland it's harder to replace chubb yes yes exactly no i agree i agree but bold pick doc yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, we're I'm just gonna re- do it <laughs> yeah I, I don't think cleveland's offense even with Deshaun watson is gonna be able to uh, do too much against the San Fran defense. I think San Fran's overall way, probably the best team like put together. Brock Purdy's playing like, outstanding. He's not making mistakes. He's hey, he's not afraid to push the ball downfield. I think they do do that still. They, they got good wide receivers, good running back, good tight end. Uh, so I'm going to go 49ers 28-13. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, this could easily be a trap game for the Niners coming off a huge fucking win against Dallas, traveling to Cleveland. The Browns won the last three home games with the Niners. So, I mean, the Browns know how to beat the Niners. Both these defenses, fucking outstanding. I mean, Cleveland right now allowing 15 points a game. San Fran allowing 13.6. So, I mean, these are two of the top defenses in the league. I think it's going to be a very close game. Like Mark said, I think Brock Purdy throws his first interception this game. I have it 49ers 24, Browns 21. I think it's going to be a very close game. Yeah, and uh, I agree with you there. So, I, I think, Doc, if, he, if Sean's not playing, yes, we'll go there. But we, unfortunately, will have to count the L if he doesn't play and, and they lose. But uh, yeah, moving this on is, this to is, I- This is me thinking or, like, all of it about the Browns to Sean Watson playing. I mean, if DTRs in there, it's going to be a fucking blowout. Oh, it changes my pick completely. Yeah, and that's it's hard to do this on a Tuesday, and it's like sketch that Deshaun's also practicing by himself indoors. So he's just trying to get ready. That's all. But soft. Yeah, uh, I think this game Stop right here another potential potential low key game of the week. The New Orleans Saints coming off their hottest game on offense. Their defense shut out the New England Patriots as well. Also scored a touchdown. They are one-and-a-half-point favorites, like Chris said, at the Houston Texans. No Tank Dell, probably. Uh, watching the game, I just saw the highlight one more time. His head bounced off the turf, literally looked like a basketball, unfortunate uh, head injury. So not sure how long he's going to be out for. But that's a big loss for C.J. Stroud, another quarterback that hasn't thrown an interception. And I think another quarterback that's going to throw his first interception this year. I think the Saints defense is obviously they're, they're top 10 in the league in almost every category. They're literally led by the fucking somehow defines the father time. Cameron Jordan, man's a beast out there. Marshawn Lattimore and the Honey Badger. I think they're going to lead this team. Not sure if Derek Carr is going to get the same results on the offensive end. Chris Olave needs to step it up, though, because he's not fucking looking as good as this year. Michael Thomas had a pretty decent game last week. AK is getting involved. But I had the Saints 24-20. Unfortunately, I have the Saints winning 24-20. Yeah, I think uh, Saints offense looked a lot better last week. I'm not ready to say they look great. Um, Derek Carr has been nothing short of disappointing all season long. Um, last week was really, I think, the first good week that he had, and, and even with that, it wasn't anything spectacular. Um the receiving cord they have in New Orleans is just being underutilized with Carr under center. Um, I would really, really like to see Jameis Winston come out and take over for this offense already. Um, Carr's get doing the fuck out of here, dude. Get the <laughs> get, get Jameis eat some W's. Tell me, tell me what the fuck De- Derek Carr has done for this for this it's, Saints offense. It's, it's not Carr's did issue. Last year. It's not Carr's issue. Car, and if you're not ready to off. give another quarterback a chance to step up and do something productively for this offense, I mean, we're, we're spinning our wheels and wasting our time. Derek Carr is not the answer. We knew that when New Orleans signed him. I was hoping he was going to be the answer, bringing in a veteran guy to play with, with, a, with a receiving court they got out here. But it, it's been disappointing. And I hope with AK coming back now gives a, a better check down option for uh, Derek to, you know, cause AK is magic out of the backfield, uh, receiving the ball, but I don't know, man, I'm just, I'm not seeing it. The defense has been lights out. Glad to see that. This is honestly, this is a game that can go either way. This is a game that even without tank Dell, that CJ Stroud can show up and continue to put up, uh, yards and points. Um, but the, the 
inconsistencies with the completion percentage, the erratic throws is something that can definitely be taken advantage of by the Saints uh, defense. So I am still going to go Saints on this one, um, but it's going to be a close one. I'm going to go 21-19. Yeah, this one this one's going to be a coin flip for me. I I still haven't really made up my mind who I want to pick on this game. I mean, one point spread, so it's really almost even. I think the Saints are really good defense, but the, the question mark is the offense. Like, is Derek what Derek Carr is going to show up? I mean, he hasn't looked that impressive. Uh, he's missing some throws, like blatant wide open throws missing. Uh, CJ Stroud has been pretty phenomenal, best rookie uh, quarterback this season so far. He's not making mistakes. Uh, Houston has a solid defense. Uh, I think I might go. Might go Houston. 21 uh 21-20 one point game so I'll keep it at the one point. Well, it's a one and a half spread so that means you would have you'd have this the Texans still with the spread. Oh, one and a half spread? Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter cuz you have there the you Texans go. winning. So, I mean. Yeah. So I'll go that. 21-20. Close game. Yeah. I mean the Saints have, the Saints defense been balling out. I mean, top, like Mark said, top 10 in pretty much every defensive stat there is. We get a huge addition back, Marcus Mays back for safety after his two-year DUI issue. So he's finally finally back after his suspension. Um I mean I'm not I'm not defending Carr. I think Carr's Carr hasn't been playing great, but the play calling also from P. Carmichael has been fucking atrocious. Oh I agree. Yeah. That definitely plays a huge the, part of it. The the play calling has been absolutely fucking terrible. Uh and I'm not putting Carr in that spot. I mean to have that offense and not do anything with it is is sad but i mean p carmichael finally has the full offense back ak's there he has his wide receivers michael thomas looks like he's coming back he's not going anywhere i think i think cj shroud like mark said is going to throw his first interception this game i have the defense winning it i have the saints 24 texans 14 I just, I think in New Orleans, you've got to do everything that you can. You got to switch up. You got to, you got to find a way. I mean, this defense is playing too good. You got too many weapons on offense to squander this opportunity with Derek Carr and a performance like that. I'm not saying Jameis Winston is the answer. I'm not saying he's the the greatest quarterback in the game, obviously, but they got to do something and give him a shot. And I don't know. I mean, Jameis had a big chance. They gave gave him a fucking shot against the shitty ass Green Bay Packers. And he couldn't survive a 17 0 lead. Not intentional. He went like 10 or 14 with 110 it, yards. It, was, it wasn't, it wasn't that giving him fault? a shot. He had to play. He did six. How is that Winston? He, he, he threw he, 10 or 14 for in. like 110 yards. How is that Winston's fault? Did he did he win the 17 over? All he had to do so, was drive down. So was the field that was that times. was that Winston's problem or was that the defense's problem? Because if the no, defense gave God. up 17 points against a shitty fucking Green Bay Packers offense. Like I said, the offensive play calling for Winston was dog shit. So you can't blame Carr for having a terrible. So you can't blame coach. Winston either. Well, the thing is, Winston well, had this, Winston had opportunity last year, and he was not that good last year. So what do you want to give him back to back years? We just paid the a only quarterback. Time, the They're only doing time it with Matt Jones, ain't they? Matt Jones on a rookie deal. He's not getting paid fucking. Four years of whatever he got fucking paid, $160 million or whatever it was. Yeah. Jameis, Jameis was solid two years ago when he went 5-0 and and then Devin White tore his fucking ACL. Who's and got a four-year, $160 million deal? Derek Carr's got like a four-year, hundred-and-something million dollar deal. $35 yeah, he, million. He, he, yeah, he's, he's, he's paid. 
So you can't just sit him in. Jameis had the opportunities last year. So it's not like he hasn't had his fucking chances in New Orleans. They got benched for Andy Dalton. Also, so Carr tells yeah, you enough. Carr, I'm, not, Carr I'm, not, I'm not saying he hasn't had his chances, all right? The bottom line is Carr is not getting the job done. You've got to find a way to get the offense to start performing, and Derek Carr has I mean, not been that answer. I mean, he's 3-2 and two right now. One of the games, he got out injured. When Tampa, he fucking played the Tampa game, which he shouldn't have. He didn't practice all fucking week, didn't throw the ball. The first time he threw the ball was Sunday, and that's where you see his throwing accuracy was off. I mean, he hasn't thrown an interception in three games. Carr's not the fucking issue. Carr and the Raiders never had a top 10 defense. Ever. Well, so you can shit on Carr about... Shit with it. Well, He's fucking 3-2, and two, Doc. Like I said, the, 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 Green Bay, the Green Bay game, he would have won. If he would have stayed in that game, they would have kept the lead. They would have won that game. The Tampa game, he should not even played that game. So, so how can you say though? How can you say that that Derek Carr would have kept that win if he stayed in the game? When you're sitting here saying that the play calling is what the problem is, you can't say the play call. You can't defend Derek Carr with the play calling and then say that Jameis Winston is shit because of the play call. Because he's a that's not how that works. He's a better quarterback than Jameis Winston. It's not like Jameis Winston's a fucking backup. Okay, he has been a starting quarterback. We have he's already been a starting quarterback for two years for the Saints. I've seen Jameis Winston as a starter. He's not a I starter. Know. So don't well, fucking Derek say he's a fucking starter either. He, ain't, he, ain't he clearly one. he clearly is. He's winning games. Unlike fucking Justin Fields, is Justin Fields a starter? Justin Fields uh, is fucking know, one he, and four he, right he, now. Did Justin Fields start this year? I haven't been paying attention. Probably shouldn't. He's one in four. You said you got to mix it up, right? Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I stand by what I say. You can't, you can't fucking defend Derek Carr by, by, by defending him with, with saying it's shitty play calling and then say that Justin Fields is a shitty quarter or uh, uh, Jameis Woods is a shitty quarterback because of shitty play calling. I think yeah, James is a shitty quarterback. Oh, wait, you know, James is a shitty quarterback because he's a shitty quarterback. We saw it in Tampa Bay. But how can you? We, how can like, you blame him? Not, how can you blame him for the loss on he, shitty play he, calling? He went ten of fourteen again. I'm gonna pull up. I'm gonna. I'm gonna find this fucking pulling, game and pull it up. He went like ten of fourteen for 100 and something yards, and you're gonna blame him for losing a football. How is that on him when the defense gave up 17 points? Doc, you're literally pulling up stats when I watched the fucking game. I know, Jameis Winston. I, he I, wasn't I, driving down the field. There was throws he wasn't making that dot that Carr was making. On his four under incompletions, shitty, those four incompletions made shitty. the whole game? Yes, fucking check down throws that he shouldn't have been throwing because he doesn't know where to fucking look. All right. Well, let's, hey, let's move on. I mean, we're going to agree to disagree. I, we've seen Winston James, play. James, James Winston is still my favorite quarterback in the NFL. He's That's funny fine. as fuck. They're, I love him. He's funny. He's, got, he's, he's got, funny as shit. It's workout videos. But we saw him in Tampa Bay. He was he was not the answer there, and he has opportunity last year. It was not and the, the year before. So, but moving on to a boring game of of week six, the New England Patriots coming off some ugly ass losses, traveling to Las Vegas. Josh McDaniels versus uh, Bill Belichick. The Raiders are favored by three points, and I'm going to give the Raiders here with the spread. I'm not going to say much about it because this game sucks. So. I'm going Raiders 20, Patriots 16, Raiders win by four. Yeah, I'm taking the Raiders as well. Um, 
I'm going to go 21-16. Like you said, there's not a whole lot to say. This New England team is an absolute dumpster fire. I, I still don't think they know what they're going to do at quarterback. Um, they even announced who's starting this week. It's Mac Jones. It's Mac Jones. It's Mac Jones. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, it'll be Mac Jones for at least a couple of drives or a couple of quarters until they find, you know, until they switch it up again and throw Bailey Zappi in there in the middle. Um, it, this team is just fucking lost. I don't think they know what they're doing anymore. So Raiders playing at home. I'll take them 21-17. Yeah. 17 or 16? I'm sorry. What did I say the first time? 16. Then you said 17. That's what I was trying to. Yeah, 21 16 is fine. Yeah, I'm going I'm going 20, 2017, uh, Los uh the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh nothing too exciting about this game. It's gonna be very boring. I'm glad it's in the later games because it's the games I don't pay too much attention to. Just because there's only four and they're usually not as exciting. Are you gonna even watch any football on Sunday after the Ravens game? Monday, Sunday know. morning. I don't know. <laughs> you said 2017, though, right? Yeah, 20, 2017. Might throw a little bit of red zone. We'll see. Um, I, I mean, Belichick. Oh, no, actually, has... I got to watch Baker play, so I watch Baker. <laughs> Belichick has had back-to-back worst losses in his career. I don't think he's going to let that continue. I mean. New England won last year, thirty to twenty-four in Las Vegas. It, it was it was a bad bad. Hey, it is what it is. You know? Jacoby Myers did something stupid, and he's playing for the Raiders now. So hopefully, he doesn't do that same dumb shit, or he does that dumb backward pass to Chandler Jones, who's not even on the team anymore. So that's yeah, why they lost I mean, the game. <laughs> Mac Jones, this is a must-win for Mac Jones. If he doesn't win this this week, I truthfully think Bill Zappi will be the starter next week. I don't think you can you can protect Mac Jones anymore. I know that he hasn't gotten the help that he deserves. You have a what do you have? You have a special team as your offensive coordinator last year. Well, yep, it doesn't matter. Patriots twenty, Raiders eighteen. Well, yep, battle like I said, revenge game for McDaniel's, also revenge game for Jacoby Myers. You said twenty one eighteen, so we all, well, you and Luke have his three point game. Me and Doc have. The Patriots spread. So, hey, like Luke said, Baker Mayfield, Baker Daddy's what Luke calls him. He's hosting. Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming off an early bye week. Baker's juiced up from the Oklahoma win. Tampa's right now riding pretty high, three and one, just that one loss to the Eagles. Hosting the red hot Detroit Lions, led by Motor City, Dan Campbell, MCDC. The Lions are three point favorites on the road in Tampa Bay. And you know what? I'm going to go with the Lions. I And I think this is the game of the week. I have this as an overtime game. I think the Bucks will get the ball first. They won't score. The Lions will get the ball first and score. Well, actually, no. Yeah, yeah. The Lions will get the ball first and score. I'm sorry. They'll get the, – unfortunately, that's the way the coin flips. I have it 26-20. I expect Jared Goff to come back to earth a little bit. Tampa's defense has been playing pretty good. I think Baker comes down to earth a little bit too. Their Lions defense is playing pretty good. But mixture of offense, mixture of defense, something that you want to see – We'll see if Jameer Gibbs and St. Brown are going to be a go. If they're not, I might flip that on our, our app. But right now I have it as they're going to play. So I'm going to go Lions 26-20, give Baker a little bit of uh, troubles, and that opens the door for the Saints and Falcons to get back in the first place just in virtue of playing extra game by half a game. So Lions 26-20. Yeah, I think Baker gets humbled a little bit in this one. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson coming off the end is is going to be a lot for him. Um this Lions offense is way too explosive um, to not give them credit. Both these defenses are playing very well this year, but I think the way that the Lion offense has been going, uh, David Montgomery has scored in every game so far this season. Even if Jameer gives his back, you're 
You're not thinking Dan straight Campbell if you're... Huh? Dan Campbell's still going to sit Gibbs, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, you got to give, you got to keep feeding Montgomery. I mean, you paid him $6 million a year for a three-year deal. Um, he's putting up all the production. I know you got a young rookie that you want to get in there and give him an opportunity, but when, when you got a, a star like Montgomery that's putting up the numbers that he is, I mean, you can't ignore that. You can't force a, running, a rookie in there over that, um, not when you've got him for three years. So um, I'm loving this Lions offense this year. It's been a lot of fun to watch, and the defense is actually playing a lot better than I, than I was expecting coming into this season. Um, especially after that Seattle game. Um, but I'm going to go Detroit 30, Tampa Bay 23. Yeah, I think this is probably one of the best game matchups of like the weekend. Overall, uh, offense has been doing pretty well both sides and defense. I think Tampa's defense is going to edge it out on them, but the Detroit offense is a little bit better. Uh, but Tampa is coming off a of bye week, so fresh bodies. Baker's juiced up off the big old OU win. So he's on game day. So, I mean, he's going to be fired up. He watched some good quarterback play with Dylan Gabriel. So I think he's going to go emulate that. Uh, Bakers and Mike Evans should be back fully healthy this week. So I'm going to go Tampa Bay. I think it's going to be a little bit of a shootout, pretty close. I'm going to go 31-28 Tampa. Yeah, I mean, Dan Campbell has built built an NFC contender team here. I mean, they're playing ruthless on the offensive and defensive line. Baker's been – been playing clean in the pocket I think that changes this weekend I mean he hasn't gone against somebody like Aiden Hutchinson yet and Aiden is fucking feasting this year and like y'all said Bucks coming off a bye week and no one said it but the Bucks are wearing their creamsicle uniforms this week yeah can't so, lose. Uh, that might be a game changer. I got my gotta change that up that's a <laughs> that's a game changer yeah they are wearing Such their creamsicle luck. uniforms hey as Dion says look good play good Play good, pay good. So, speaking of uniforms, good. did y'all see the Iowa State uniforms last week? Yes, where the, they the look pants. naked on the pants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking, I don't know who designed that, that, but they should get fired. <laughs> <laughs> they should get fired. Detroit, yeah, though, the white shirt on underneath. <laughs> yeah, Detroit has won three of their straight uh, straight games by fourteen points or more. I don't think that continues, but I do think they win here. I have it lines 31, Bucks 27. And I do wish that Brady would have wore that fucking creamsicle last year. They pushed it back one year. I wanted to see Brady in a creamsicle uniform. I know we've seen him in the good old Patriots uh, throwback reds, but I want to see him in a throwback fucking creamsicle with a little thicker. They, they made some edits of Brady in it already, though. Yeah, it's just so. good. I, I think it's a I think it's an ugly uniform. I like the helmet, but hey, we got four games still to cover. Let's let's move on. Arizona Cardinals, no James Conner. He's hit the the IR knee injury. They are traveling to LA to face the Los Angeles Rams. Cooper Cup was back in action last week with Puka Nakua. Looks like they might be a low key best duo wide receivers in the in the league, maybe coming up. But Cooper Cup looked like he didn't lose any touch at all. Looked like he still is potentially the best receiver in football. And I have it, the Rams covering the spread here. I think the Cardinals might compete in the first half, but Rams pull away with Stafford in this this offense with Kyron Williams as well at the running back position. I have Rams 34-24 at home. Yeah, this Rams offense, I mean, Matthew Stafford has been Matthew Stafford of old. Um, with the yards anyways, uh, he hasn't really – he's had a hard time finding the end zone for some reason, um, passing the ball. And this the passing defense for Arizona has just – it's mirrored perfectly, uh, just absolute shit 
pass off uh, pass defense. So it's kind of the the recipe for the perfect storm. And Arizona coming out without James Conner, um, gonna be interesting to see what they can do in the run. So I think this is gonna be a breakout game though for um, LA receivers as far as touchdowns. I'm gonna take Rams. I'm gonna go Rams 27, Cardinals 17, and give me give me four passing touchdowns for Stafford. And a misty Wait, extra point. Miss, don't miss extra point. You can still have that. Miss extra point. Yeah, I'll take it. Fuck it. No, I mean, give me three. Give me three. I'm going to be realistic. Give me three. Three okay. passing touchdowns. I didn't even Yeah, no, right nothing, Jesus. nothing too exciting with this game for me. Uh, I think the Rams offense, they're, they're clicking right now. Cooper Cup's back. He, I mean, he looks good. He, no first game. like He wasn't sluggish first game. So, uh, Cardinals will compete a little bit. I'm going to go 28-17 uh, Rams. Yeah, I mean, Cardinals have been competing all year. Joshua Dobbs looked good last week against the Bengals. He threw his first two interceptions, started finally looking like a quarterback coming off the bench. James Conner, big, big injury there for them. I don't think that offense is going to be able to keep up with the Rams offense and the team struggles in pass defense. And with Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua and Atwell back there, I think they're going to just sling the ball all game. The Cardinals have won two of the last three matchups in Los Angeles, but I don't think they're winning this one. I have the Rams 27, Cardinals uh, 21. Fuck. Something like we're that. All yeah. The, yeah, we're all, no, we're all in the Rams. Uh, moving on to the Philadelphia Eagles traveling to MetLife Stadium to face New York Jets. The Eagles are seven-point favorites. They are also historically 12-0 and against the Jets, have never lost to the New York Jets, and that's not going to happen now. They're going to go 13-0 against them. I think the Jets' defense can keep it close for a little bit, but too much weapons for the Eagles. You have Dallas Goddard. You have DeAndre Swift. You have Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. So too much offense for the Jets, not enough offense for them. I have the Eagles here, 27-17. Wish Aaron Rodgers would have played. It would have been a good game, but give me the Eagles. Fly, Philly, fly. Yeah, Eagles are definitely coming out on this one. Zach Wilson is uh, Zach Wilson is Zach Wilson. Um, this offense has been tough for the Jets. Um, nice to see him finally get Brees Hall, like kind of more full time involved last week. I think that they've just been going back and forth with the running back and haven't found their their groove with it yet. Um, defense defense on both sides has looked pretty good this year, um, but I think that this Philly offense coming out is just going to be way too much for New York to handle. Uh, make this one simple. I'm gonna go uh, Eagles 28, Jets 15. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jets offense is starting to get a little more like a little meshed. Uh, Brees Hall, big game last week. I think they're gonna ride Brees Hall heavy this game, but I don't think the Milf Hunters will be able to get the game uh, sealed away. Too much offense for Philadelphia. I'm gonna go. 34-21 Eagles. Yeah, I mean, the Eagles offense have been playing phenomenal. I mean, generating 404 yards per game is crazy. The Eagles have covered all three spreads on their three road games. So, I mean, there's some road warriors over there. Zach Wilson, even though everyone's hating on him, he's played great the past two games. 72.3% of his passes completed the last two ones. So, I mean, he's gaining his confidence with that offense, but I don't think that's going to be enough for the Eagle or for the Jets. I have the Eagles 27, 19. 
Jets. And if Brees Hall's run the ball, he better. If Brees Hall's going to run the ball, he better run the outside because Jalen Carter's been balling for the Eagles this year. He's man on a mission. He had a couple sacks last week, but I'm going to keep this next game short and sweet. Buffalo Bills hosting the Giants Sunday night football. The Sunday night broke the record last week with the Cowboys Giant or Cowboys Niners. They probably won't even be near that record this week. Like I said, Bills are 14 points favorite coming off that London game. They're going to be pissed off. They're going to beat the hell out of the New York Giants. Sorry, Daniel Jones, if you're playing. Sorry, Tyrod Taylor, if you're playing too. 34-17, the Bills. Yeah, that's giving them respect, in my opinion, because uh, the Bills, I think if they come out strong and put up a couple of scores early, um, you're going to have a very lost Daniel Jones trying to make up ground, and he's going to prove once again that he just can't do it. He's averaging less than 200 yards passing per game this year. Um, looking at prior scores, I mean, the big, obviously, 40 to nothing against Dallas, 30 to 12 against San Fran, 30, 24 to 3 in Seattle, and 31 to 16 in Miami. It seems like you just got to get that early lead, and then Daniel Jones... It's like you were saying with Ritter. I mean, they, they just are not a – they can't come back from from deep in the past game. So, I think Bills come out strong early, which they've been known to do. I'm going to go Bills 41 to 10. That's almost the same score yeah. as uh, the, the Dallas Cowboys Niners Sunday night game. Yep. Yeah, no no real question with this one. I'm going Bills uh, 34-10. Uh, Bills get up big early. Uh, they probably – fourth quarter they rest some starters. Daniel Jones can't – Play from behind. Uh, can't play from in front. Hasn't played from in front this year. So, yeah, Bills Bills went big. Yeah, the offensive line for Daniel Jones has been <laughs> dog shit. I think all four of us could be on the line and maybe still do a little bit better. Like they just, yeah, just it, keeping it's inside been the bad. Yeah, Saquon Barkley status still yeah. in doubt. I don't know what's going on with him. I mean, the big the big scary thing was like New York forced three turnovers last week against Miami and still allowed 524 yards. And even when like, it was close, they weren't even utilizing insane. the run game. It didn't seem like they were utilizing Brita at all, even when it was close. Yeah. It's I don't I don't I don't know what's going up with New York over there. Uh, Buffalo won its first two home games by 28 points. I think that continues. I have the Bills 35, Giants 13. Hmm. Yep, and our last game of the week, Monday Night Football. Hopefully, we'll get a good, high-scoring Monday Night game. We haven't had many, haven't had one this year. The Dallas Cowboys coming off that loss uh, to the Niners, forty-two ten. We called them frauds last night on the on our show with the recap. Traveling to Los Angeles, it's probably going to be a home game for the Cowboys. I'd say right now, there's going to be a lot more Cowboy fans than you'll see Chargers fans. You'll see a lot more uh, navy blue than you will see powder blue. So, but the Cowboys are two-point favorites on the road. I understand why it's a home game for them, but Herbert coming off by week, hopefully he's a little healthier. Maybe we'll see what his fingers like. I think it's going to be close, but I do think the chargers will see what Khalil Mack can do coming off his six sack performance. Hopefully he keeps it going. I'd love to see that kid play. I'd love to see Derwin James play. It's Dante Samuel jr. So you got some studs on the, on the chargers defense. Hopefully they wake up and continue to keep it going. I have the chargers here, 27, 24 walk off field goal by Dicker. The kicker gave me chargers by three. Honestly, I mean, every bit of me wants to take the Chargers. Um, Herbert's electric. This whole team top to bottom. Defensively, though, there's a lot of issues defensively. Giving up over 400 yards a game, over 300 through the air. Um, This is everything about this game is building up to be a breakout for Dak Prescott. Um, This is a tough one. I'm going to... I'm going to take the spread. I'm going to go Dallas 26, 
Chargers 2022. Yeah, I think this will be a semi. I don't know. This will be a pretty good game. I I don't know what Dallas offense we're going to get, if we're going to get any. Probably not going to see too many Dak jerseys in the crowd this week. Uh, for sure. A lot of them got burned Probably last burned. week. But I, I like the – I like the Chargers offense beating the Dallas offense. Uh, see what Dallas defense comes out. But I'm going to go Chargers 31, Dallas 24. Yeah, Chargers coming off a of bye, which is huge. I know Herbert was a little banged up last game. So, I mean, bye came. I know it's early, but it seems like it came in the perfect time for them. All All four of their losses have been decided by seven points or less. So, I think – I think this is going to be another close one. Dallas right now is 3-0 and against the spread when it's favored by a single digit this season. I think that continues. I think Michael Parson, the defense, gets back on track. Dak, uh, hopefully Dak shows better than what he did. I don't think – I mean, the offense for the Chargers is not the offense for San Fran. So I fully expect the defense for Dallas to get back. I have the Cowboys 31, Chargers 28. Also, Austin Eckler is supposed to be back this week, too. He is. He is. He is. We'll see yeah. if he's on a pitch count. So that's something to keep on. It'd be on very this. interesting. But no. Fat, uh, Fat Kelly's back there, too. So he's decent. That that Chargers defense is just wild, though. I Especially with, you know, with which, Khalil Mack. I mean, that's fucking that, – that's a lot of yards given up. Well, you have Khalil Mack. You have, a, you have fucking – we'll see if Kendrick is going to play the former Viking linebacker. You have Asante healthy. It's gonna be it's it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see if Mac can continue what he did with Bosa in the lineup, because I mean, Mac got what seven sacks when Bosa was out, six sacks when Bosa was out. So I mean, if they can get Bosa and Mac both competing, it'll be a good defensive line. You'd hope, yeah, you'd hope. All all you gotta do is put Dak under a little pressure. He'll throw a pick. He He threw three of them last week. Well, he actually did better. He, his actually his picks came when the, there was no pressure. I was looking at that; it was weird. He did a lot worse when there was no pressure against the Niners. Oh, he was yeah, also down big, trying to force <laughs> stuff up. It. I mean, yeah. that, when you're playing from behind and chasing like that, I mean, the the mindset is just different. You're throwing up hopes and prayers, trying to get your team back in the game, and that's that's just you expect that to happen. I mean, there's a reason you ain't seen Brock Purdy throw interceptions because he's taking safer throws and guys are getting open and he, you know, he's, he's got more time to look Dak is he's got to find a way to get points on the board. Yeah, I, I agree. And that's going to be a big game. I think there's a few big games. Like we said, we, we, there's at least four or five good games. I think uh, out of this 15 game schedule they have this week. Excited, so excited for another shitty primetime games. Well, I think, I think the Monday game should be good. I think this. I think this might be a fun game to watch. Depending on the Dallas defense that comes out, this can either be a shootout or Dallas defense is going to win it, and Dak still ain't going to do shit. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. All eyes. Uh, good luck to your guys' teams too, Doc. Good luck against the uh, Minnesota Vikings, Luke. Good luck in across the pond, and Luke, Same Chris, deal. good luck at Houston and H Town. So, but good luck with the all commanders. eyes. The Washington you, Redskins. Dude. Yeah. Bring, bring whoa, hey, whoa, it's whoa, 2023, whoa. dude. It's command. Hey, still. hey, there's, they there's, been back whole, yet. there's been a whole tribe that wants the Redskins back. It, it's I not. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's not. It's not back yet. But hey, whoa, whoa! It's commanders at the moment. Keep it clean on the Washington show. football team. Yeah. Hey, hey, I I like that name actually. Oh, WTF. Uh, yeah, old WTF. <laughs> but boys, that's Chris Kmeinhart. That's Luke Rule. That's Nick Docs Kirkwins. This is all about the Boss Podcast, and we are out. Thank you for checking out another episode of All About the Balls podcast. 
We want to thank all of our listeners and supporters of the Sack House. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at the Sack House.